0: the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast, the podcast for coaches and athletes where we talk about mentoring and developing athletes of significance. Each week, we interview coaches, sports industry experts, and leadership gurus to mentor you beyond the X's and O's on your quest to achieve significance and peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams that you coach.
1: In order to grow, I think, number one,
0: You have
1: to be willing to do the work. When we think about what it takes, it takes hard work every single day. You're not just going to, you know, when I get through today's challenges, guess what? I go to bed, I wake up in the morning, I've got tomorrow's challenges. So when we talk about growth, the process of growth in and of itself, in and of itself is going to take work.
0: Episode 17. Today we have a very special guest, and I'll share with you in just a minute why this is such a special guest. Our guest is a law partner with Bern Foreman, where he is the head of the construction service group for the law firm. His practice focuses on construction law, entertainment law, and complex commercial litigation. He is also the author of Best Practices Construction Law.com a construction-related blog that focuses on, that's right, the best practices in the construction industry. He also blogs at the thesameasyou.com, a leadership blog that focuses on juggling work, family, and life. Matt is married to Courtney, and they have seven kids. That's right, seven kids. And what's unique about all of these kids is they're my nephews and nieces. That's right. Our guest today is my brother, Matthew DeVries. Matt, thank you for coming on the show. We're excited to talk with you. Is there anything that I missed or anything you'd like to share with us before we get into the first half?
1: Well, Chris, thanks for having me. Uh, Great introduction. Um, I I guess from that introduction, (laughs) what you can take away is um, my personal life, there is no day that is the same. You know, I've got six kids in three different schools. I've got an active law practice. I do a lot of speaking and writing. And so basically, um a glimpse of my personal life is called controlled chaos. And by that I mean, I can't change the chaos that I live in daily, but I can control my reaction to the chaos. And that's what I can control. So, um that's probably a, a glimpse in my personal life.
0: Great. And you know, his life can be a little bit chaotic, but what I can tell you is there's always fun to be had somewhere around the corner. So, Matthew, as we get into the first half, we just love to talk about mentors. Our focus is is the peak performance mentor. And one of the reasons we like to focus on mentors is because they're the ones that have actually helped us move forward in our lives, gives us the, the uncovering of those blind spots that we might have, and they stretch us. You have this chaotic life. You have this craziness that's going on but you've seemed to manage it. I'm going to guess you've had some mentors that have helped you along the way in learning how to manage that. Can you speak into who some of those mentors are and the lessons you might have learned from them?
1: Yeah, Chris, um, I I think uh, I've had two different type of mentors in my life. Those are the live mentors. Those are the people who are involved in my life day to day. They know me, face-to-face interaction. And then there's what I would call virtual mentors. Um, You know, the live mentors are those people growing up that we had, whether it's um, friends, family, um, friends at school on the same team as you, a coach who, who just spoke into your life. Um, When I moved from Washington, D.C. to Nashville in about 2006, I started following a guy named Michael Hyatt, and at the time he was CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishing. And uh, he, he was a live guy here in Nashville, but I never met him. But I was following his blog, and he ultimately um, has become a, a top leadership um, guru in uh, social media, uh, personal development, character integrity, and um, he was really actually calls himself a virtual mentor. So um, had a number of those. My, my most recent mentor, I would say, is, is a gentleman by the name Garrett J. White, um, he's on Wake Up Warrior, and it, it is a, um, a mentor that I, I met a couple years ago and started following on Facebook and then actually got into the Wake Up Warrior Brotherhood. So um, uh, I've been following with, with Garrett um, in, in both virtual training um, and and just reading his books and staying up to date on social media.
0: So So as we talk about these mentors that you've had, what, is, what are some of the key takeaways that you might have had? You know, I know you followed Michael Hyatt for quite a long time, and you've know, you, you, you got a funny story. I think you need to share your story about how your wife met uh, Michael Hyatt before you actually did. But what are what some of the takeaways that you've had from, from Michael?
1: Well, I, I think the funny thing um, that that story you're referring to is I, I was in fact following Michael for a long time, and probably a year or two, and, and I would say I had a man crush on him. I'd, I'd get up every day and I'd I'd, I'd go onto his blog. I um, he was doing a lot in social media. He was actually transitioning from CEO uh, of um, Thomas Nelson Publishing into his own platform and, and, and just becoming a, a, um, a speaker and a writer in the a leadership world and um, one night my wife had told me she's going out to um, a, a party with some friends and it was a, a essential oils party and they were learning about essential oils and training and she came home later that night and I just happened to be in bed and I was just scrolling through Facebook and I saw on Facebook that my wife had connected with uh, Mindy and Mary Hyatt. And I woke my wife up immediately and I shook her and I said, how do you know them? And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, you're friends with Mindy and Mary Hyatt on, on Facebook. How do you know them? And she's like, that's whose house we were at tonight. We were doing the essential oils. I said, you went to their house? And she says, well, I don't think it was their house. Uh, I think it was their dad's house. It was in downtown Franklin, and it was a blue house. And you know, she explained it. And I said, that's Michael Hyatt's daughters. I can't believe it. And so I was laughing about that. And I've always held that, um, that my wife had actually met Michael Hyatt and their daughters and became friends with them before I ever met Michael. Um, it was fast forward a couple of years that I actually met Michael in, in a, a book signing event and um, shared with him that story. But um, yeah, it's a great story. Um, I, I think one, one of the best lessons I've learned from Michael is, is is just being so authentic, and and it, it, it's it's the same message I've I've learned from Garrett White. Um, being authentic is is being real, and so Michael Hyatt says it from a very personal aspect that that the character and uh, integrity that I develop is going to follow me everywhere. And so the words I use, the actions I do, what I do in a particular situation. If, if I'm met with a challenge, when I when I start to do something. It may cross my mind to, to fudge. It may cross my mind to make up a story. It may cross my mind to to mislead whoever I'm talking to. But but getting that lesson, and, and this is from from, from uh, Michael, you know, being a man of integrity and honor, um, will will say that I'll tell the truth. Now fast forward to Garrett White, wake up lawyer. It's the same message. It's just harsher tones, lots of f words, lots of in your face. But you know, the the lesson I've learned from Garrett White over the last years is that I have to tell myself to just stop lying. And and that is um, whether things are good or bad, the results that happen, results don't lie. I I lie to myself every day, whether it's in my my fitness, my family, my finances, or or my faith. Um, I I make up a story about what keeps me from achieving um, success in all those areas, but the results don't lie. And so If nothing else, I've just got to stop lying to myself and just call call truth as truth. And um, you know, I I take that away from both gentlemen. Same message, different tone, different different um, different use of words.
0: Well, I I like the message you're saying there because you know a lot of our audience is coming out of the sports world and you know whether they're coaches whether they're athletes whether whether they're sports executives and you just said something that was really powerful that I think needs to be be written down by by coaches and and athletes because I think it plays true to everyone it's playing true in your world and that's results don't lie that is that's a powerful statement that we can use in, in the world of sports when we're talking with our athletes is your results don't lie. So stop lying to yourself as you're moving forward and trying to become that athlete of significance, that coach of significance. Realize that your results are always going to show the true self. I wanted to take one step further, Matthew, uh, just because I've, I've really, as I've started been working on this podcast, it's been clear to me that it's a common thing that's coming up. And, and I know you have an opportunity to do this because I, I hear it about on a regular basis. You're doing it on Facebook with some of your videos that you're sharing with us, and you do it with your family. Can you talk a little bit about how you are mentoring others and and the value you are getting out of the experience of mentoring others?
1: Well, it's a great question because um, I, I until you asked me, I hadn't even thought about that. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example, and, and that is about um, three or four months ago, I started these little three to five minute videos on Facebook uh, about just little life lessons. And after about, um, I'd say about two weeks, I'm getting a lot of feedback from people. I'm getting a lot of hits on those. And you know this lady that we share in common. um, We both call her mom. Mom called me up one day and she said, Hey, Matt, these videos are really great. They're challenging me. But, you know, I I wish you would um, think about your target audience. And and you should probably um, not talk so much about what you're going through right now. And I was a little offended by that statement. And I said, Mom, I, I said, you know? Do you know who my target audience is? And she said, well, I think all of your friends and family and all the people are listening to the videos. And I said, no, my target audience is a, uh, a, a um, white 47-year-old man married with seven kids going through hell, um, uh, having a stressful job, having type 2 diabetes, smoking, not eating right. I mean I, I, my target audience was me and so we we laughed about that but it wasn't until then that that I actually heard what she was saying and that was that that the words i was having the 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 videos i was doing were actually having an impact on people and and so um it it brought to light to me that um words do matter and whether it's words on facebook or when i go home at night the words i use with my kids that that really um, my actions and my words are mentoring others, and so it made me be more purposeful. It made me, when I go home at night, um, thinking about six kids that I'm dealing with in our house right now, um, from uh, 14 down to six. That each one I have to speak a different language to, but I have a different purpose with each one. And I, you know, those are my target mentors right now. You know, in, in my life, in this season of life, those are my mentors. Um, but when I come into work, there, there's young associates who look up to me as a, a law partner, and they're looking at me and they're saying, "How can you do this?" The guy who just got married and has one kid, you know, he, he, he's dealing with staying up all night with a, with uh, his, his wife and kid as, as as the baby's crying with colic. So um, I, I am learning while I'm on this journey. I am learning that I do have an impact on others, and and while you you know you can call it mentor, you can call it um, lessons learned, you can call it best practices. Um, I I think that's one thing that's come home um, that I can help others.
0: Yeah, that's 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 pretty powerful. But it's funny, mom, mom actually called me the other day and said the same thing. She was. Saying, "I love your videos. I love what you're doing because I'm putting out these this, this journey of significance, this journey of sports significance videos." And and mom sat there and asked me, "You know, make sure you're aware of who you're talking to and the words you're using when you're talking to people." And I, yeah, no, she's still she's still mom and she still she still knows what's right sometimes. We love you, mom. <laughs> yeah, we love you, mom. Well, that, Matt, we're going to head into halftime, and as we, before we get to the halftime, we want to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you know Jake or someone like him? Jake is trying to run a soccer club, and running a soccer club is a lot of work. Our volunteers have big hearts, but the paperwork, registration, phone calls, and customer service can be overwhelming. Jake needs help, and SoccerOffice.com is here to help Jake. As well as all the listeners out there that are just like Jake. My friends at socceroffice.com run soccer for you so you can spend time on the field doing what you love coaching the kids. Connect with Adam and Jamie at socceroffice.com and let them run soccer for you. At Volta, we use them for our office support. You'll be glad that you connected with them. Today's recruiting process is getting crazy. College Fit Finder is a solution. Let's be clear. Grades and ability mean nothing if a college coach doesn't know who you are. You need to be proactive. Be relentless. Otherwise, someone else will be taking your spot. If the college coach doesn't know you exist, can they really be recruiting you? College Fit Finder provides solutions for high school students and their families to combat the obstacles faced during the college recruiting process. Volta has partnered with College Fit Finder on our Athlete of Significance Recruiting Education Program. Whether you use College Fit Finder through Volta or contract with them directly, they will provide you with the tools you need to navigate the recruiting landscape. Connect with them today to discuss your situation and the solutions that are available to you. You can connect with our sponsors on our website, voltacoach.com backslash podcast. Make sure to click on podcast details for each of the individual shows. Matt, we're, as we go into halftime, our halftime is about our speed round. It's our speed round questions where we ask you a series of questions that we're looking for those, those quick answers. and you know, Sometimes I expand upon them a little bit more, but these are really what are some of these things that have helped you in your journey of significance. And The first one we talk about is I, we know that, the people that are, are successful and significant, they are continuing to learn through what they read, through what they, what they listen to, maybe what they watch. Can you share with us maybe a book or something that you're doing right now or that is a favorite of yours that is helping you on your journey? Well,
1: Chris, I got to tell you, my favorite movie is probably will resonate with your audience members because it's a football movie. There's all kinds of football movies out there, but one of my favorite movies all time, um, football movies, is is one called Facing the Giants. And and so if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend it highly to to whoever's listening. But in there, there is a um, a, a pastor who is of this uh, high school, and he's wanting to encourage this defeated coach with a few words of wisdom, and they're sitting there walking through the hallway, and the the local pastor recounts this story. And he says there were two farmers who desperately needed rain in a drought, and both of them prayed for rain, but only one of them went out to plow his field to receive the rain. And so this pastor asked this coach, he says, now which farmer trusted and believed that it was going to rain? And so when I saw that movie, it was just a huge impact on me that that if nothing else, as I start to go through the chaos that I described earlier, um, that I've really got to prepare. And, and so um, part of your question is you know, preparing, and that's I've got to get in podcasts, I've got a reading, there's resources out there um, to help prepare for rain and prepare for the change in my
0: life. Yeah, that's <laughs> – it's one of my favorite movies also and one that I've, I used to do in teaching class. And the, the, other, the other great, great scene is when the, he, he's got the kid walking across the football field, the hundred yards with the kid on his back and showing him that you can do anything if you believe.
1: Correct. Let's go
0: to a quote. Is there a quote that you have that is something that, that you listen to or you, know, you read on a daily basis that's part of helping you on your journey or significance and really has meaning to you?
1: I knew you were going to ask me that because I'm sitting here eating my uh, fortune cookie today at lunch and it says you are soon going to change your current line of work. Um, So that's funny. That's today's fortune cookie. But I, I would say talking about change, one of my best quotes about change is Leo Tolstoy who says everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. And that's such an impact for me because, really, when I went on this journey five years ago and, you know, talking about um, what started my journey of, of leadership development and change in my life, um, it, it, it was coming to a realization of changing
0: me. Yeah, powerful. So how about a daily habit? I, I This is one that's I, I've learned so much on this podcast from listening to the daily habits of our guests because what I have found is the successful people, the significant people, the people that we, we, are, we are being mentored by or that we're following or that we're learning from, every single one of them had that one thing in common and that they had a daily habit that they did every day, a routine that, that kept them grounded. What is your daily habit or your daily routine?
1: Well, I got to tell you, Chris, I, I've never been a list person. I've never been a list person. That just uh, for 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 all my years of of college, law school, becoming a lawyer, been a lawyer for the last 20 years. I've I've never been a list person. And and Garrett White, um, who, who's been my most recent mentor, um, talks about this daily routine every day and he talks about the core four and that is in the four major areas of your life um, hitting it in the morning and trying to do it before 8 a.m. So I, I go through a routine where I do my fitness and that is um, uh, working out, sweating for a half an hour, no matter what. Then I take a green smoothie, and that is just the one thing in my nutrition that I can deal with. I I get into some Bible study or a a sermon. That's my being, my relationship with God, and meditating or praying. And then balance is is my family, that is, writing notes daily to my kids and my wife, whether it's a text or a note. Um, I've made these boxes for my younger kids, and I write them an index card every single morning I've been doing so for the last, you know, close to almost a year now. Um, And then business, you know, I'm studying um, some part about my business and and declaring it. That is part of my videos out there. Um, So it's talking about those four areas of my life, hitting the core four, and I try and do those things all in the morning before my day starts. I usually get started between 5.30 a.m., and I'm usually done with my core four by about 8 a.m.
0: Okay, sounds good. I I like I like the the message with the kids. That's so powerful. That we I mean, we just had our guest last week that was talking about we need to stay connected with our kids, and it starts at home, and it really does start at home. I think too often we're, we're relying on the schools or we're relying on on society to take care of our kids, and that we have to start at home. And the fact that number one, you have seven of them, and that you're you're intentional about doing that is is so powerful. As one of your habits in making sure you're significant in your life right now, this stage in your life. Let's go to the last question in this speed round. And this, this is what we call the measuring stick. What is your measuring stick for measuring significance right now at this stage in your life?
1: Well, I think there's tangible metrics and intangible met, uh, intangible metrics. When we talk about tangible metrics, I can say in my fitness, um, the measuring stick is whether my clothes fit. You know, I don't go by a scale because, uh, you know, I, I'm smart enough to understand that uh, if I pack on um, extra muscle, that the scale is actually going to go up. But if my pants are fitting looser and I start to um, look better and I start to go in pant size, that's a metric. So um, if I look at finances, um, you know, my metric is to become debt-free in 2018 and um, achieve so much cash in the bank, and, and I set that metric um, or, or in my business, whether there's targeted revenues, I think the more problematic um, measuring stick is those intangible, you know, family relationships. How do I measure connection with my wife and kids? Um, Because those are the ones that really matter. Those are the why, why I do all the other things, why I do fitness, why I do finances, why I do my business. Um, So uh, the measuring stick with them is, is really an intangible one, but it's on connection. Am I connecting with my wife and kids?
0: And as, as that being intangible, have you figured out a way to, to potentially measure that? How do you know whether you're doing it or not?
1: Well, I, I think – I mean that's a great question because um, I know the goal is to have connection with wife and kids. How I get there is to set these things in place, writing the daily notes. I go to, I have a date night with my wife once a week. There'll be times where we don't want to go, but we still do it. And so those are the, those are the strategy, those are the steps to reach it. What's, what's the metric? Well, I, I think it's kind of like obscenity with the Supreme Court. You know it when you see it. And that is, um if things are going well in my relationship with my wife, we know it we 're not at each other's throats there's trust we 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 just connect a, a notice sent during the day and and you just you just feel um safe, complete, and loving with your kids. They come home and you walk in the door and they go, Daddy and they come run into you. You know because i've invested in them the the tangible metric there is the six year old running across the, the the living room jumping into my arms. So that's where I know that that connection's there.
0: Okay, I get it. I see it. I and I, I, I see your kids running across. I can I can I can actually hear them. Let's uh before we head into the second half, we want to hear a little bit more from Volta and Volta's athlete of significance programs. At Volta, we challenge teams and individuals to have the mindset that significance is far more rewarding than success. This paradigm shift is a game changer. The journey to success is always revealed through achieving significance. Over the last 20 years as a college coach, I've identified one profound statement to be true. One's true potential extends beyond the field. The journey of significance has compounding effects for teams, coaches, and athletes who desire to go beyond the X's and O's. Coaches and athletes who consistently exhibit the 12 traits of significance will always achieve peak performance. Talent certainly comes into play, but more importantly, being an athlete or a coach of significance will make a difference in you experiencing the ultimate level of satisfaction through sports. Both the solutions include multifaceted leadership and personality assessments, dynamic and engaging e-learning platforms and coaching and mentorship programs designed to stretch and grow the authentic leader in you. By bringing over 1,000 hours of experience in leading workshops, seminars, and keynote speaking, Volta's programs are easy to implement, can be completed on your time schedule, and are customized to fit your budget and team size. You will notice an immediate and significant improvement in your teams. It's time to step up your game, for once you've tasted significance success will never satisfy now as we go into the second half this is this is where we really see growth start to happen we we examine the growth we've had in our lives you know, as with a game, you have your first half experiences. You might have some adversity, some failures that are happening in that half. You go into the locker room, you try to make some adjustments at halftime, and you come back into the second half, and you're dealing with that adversity and that failure. You know, you know my son Mason. He's he's he loves building and designing, and he came home one day and just told me, you know, Dad, Thomas Edison never failed. He just found a thousand ways that things didn't work. As you look at your <laughs> life right now, as you look at your journey. Can you talk into where you've had to embrace adversity and how that has led you into a life of significance? Yeah,
1: you know, when I think about adversity, I think of um, a lot about my failures. And, and perhaps um, uh, there's probably too many to list right here, and we don't have three or four hours to talk about them. Um, but, but I think my number one um, uh, failure and, and challenge is, is uh, in the past and continues to be my health and that is um, I'm gonna be real honest I've struggled with type 2 diabetes when I moved to um, uh, Tennessee um, from Washington DC in 2006 um, I, I just uh, I was in a new environment and I started coming down with a lot of symptoms of high blood sugar and um, that's really started a, a, a Um, diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. I was extremely overweight. I mean, you would compare the pictures back then versus now, and I've lost about 100 pounds um, since then. And um, you know, that that failure of, of my health um, continues to be a challenge for me, but it is also one of my, you know, greatest stepping stones because the daily struggle affects every aspect of my life. You know, my health affects my relationship with my family. My health affects my finances. My health affects my faith. My health affects my business. My ability to go out there and do stuff. So it's such a foundational issue for me that I, again, this goes back to I've got to stop lying. I, I've got to embrace this. Um, failure by being honest. And, and being honest means I, lot of, I lost a lot of that weight just by stress. You know, people would say, Matt, you look amazing, Matt, what are you doing? And, and, and the first couple of years I would say, hey, I'm working out, things are going well, I'm doing this. But I, I just finally stopped lying and said, this is not good weight loss, this is stress. This is not healthy weight loss my my blood sugar's out of control, so um, that was the first step in being truthful. It became a stepping stone because it taught me you know this is foundational change this is this is a new concept i 'm working with, and that is change to the foundation that affects every other part of my life and and, and so um that has been my greatest. Learning area right now is seeing how integral the parts of of my life are, but they all come to a certain foundation in your life. It may be something. It may be um, you're doing great with your fitness, and and you may be really connected with God in your faith, but your finances are a complete wreck. Um, Or you may be really, really close to God in in your faith, and you may have your family is, is absolutely falling apart and so we got, we got to start somewhere and and find the foundation and and i've learned that you know you really can't have it all it's going to take a lot of work but you can't have it all
0: what what i'm really hearing you say is that as i i need to look at i need to look at my life and what my, what might be that one thing maybe there's just the one thing that is is the catapult to making the changes that need to be made. For you, you found out that that one thing really was dealing with what your health issues were and how that affected every other aspect of your life. What is the one thing that is the, is the, is the link to everything else that's happening? And when you can start to deal with that one thing, it gives you perspective on really fixing other aspects that need to be fixed that you, you might be struggling with. That so often it's kind of like a domino effect. One failure leads to another failure leads to another failure, but if we can stop the dominoes from even tipping, we're that much further ahead. Is Is that what I'm hearing from you?
1: No, I think that's accurate. Um and in fact there is a um there's a book called The One Thing and I would absolutely um that is one of those um uh books that you'd asked about earlier a resource it's called The One Thing it's by Gary Keller and and um uh, Keller Real Estate and um it it talks about the simple truth behind extraordinary results is identifying that one thing that you're going to focus on. And this could be an exercise that is daily. It could be an exercise of of reverse engineering. That is, I I set up 90 day challenges and I have to break down how do I get to those 90 day challenges? How do I achieve that? I break it down to 30 days, then I break it down to weekly, and then I break it down to daily. And I reverse engineer those things and it gets me to the one thing. Um, So, yeah, absolutely. I think you hit It right, right on the head of the nail.
0: And as we, as we, as we think about our, our, our audience and our listeners, that again, coming from the sports world, can you, can you imagine if you actually sat down with, your, with yourself as a coach or as an athlete, and what is the one thing, what is that one thing that is stopping you from taking the next step? And how can we break that down and, as you said, reverse engineer where that is at and help us in really finding that growth? Because at the end of the day, I know for a fact it's not about the X's and O's. It has nothing to do with the X's and O's. You have to find out what that one thing is that's holding you back. And nine out of nine out of ten times, it's not going to be, do I understand the game, the sport, what I'm doing? We know you understand that. Find what that one thing is and start to really focus onto that one thing. You gave a lot of great stuff in there, Matt, as, as well as the idea of dealing with and, and Dealing with failures and embracing adversity and how it really can lead you to that next level. The other thing I hear out of all of this is that this is not just a one-time fix. It's, it's got to be a daily it's a daily challenge that you go through every day, and I have to be focusing on it every day. What am I going to embrace? What am I going to work on in, in challenge? Because. Around the corner, there's going, to be another, there's going to be another set of circumstances I'm going to have to deal with. And so can we stay focused on we have to be consistent and willing, willing to deal with adversity and failure that comes along in our life.
1: Now, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Matt, as we finish up the second half, we like to go into the locker room and talk about a legacy. What I've learned over the years is I've studied my own mentors. All of them leave a legacy. So as I think about leaving a legacy and what my legacy is, and I've talked to, to our, our guests, sometimes they've said, well, I don't have a legacy, and I go, yes, you do. I, I think everybody has a legacy to offer. And so in order to bring that out, we actually just want to ask you a couple questions, and those questions really are going to help us wrap up what your legacy is and as you're moving forward and help you define that. So the first question is really, what has been the aha moment in your life and when we talk about that aha moment, I'm talking about when you've been sitting there and all of a sudden this big light bulb went off and you sat there and said, you know what? I finally get it.
1: Wow. Wow. Um that's a hard question because I, I don't know that I've ever finally got life, but um, I'll, I'll tell you about two specific instances in my life over the last five years that have been pivotable um, moments. They were, I would consider, aha moments, and one was about 2013, about five years ago. Um, total chaos going on in my life. Um, blood sugar was out of control. I was not healthy. Um, work was, was total chaos. I was in a job transition um and, and um of course relationship at home was was rocky um and uh, with the kids very difficult, a uh, relationship strained with, with a couple of my kids. And I remember I just lost a friend on a Sunday afternoon, um, lost her to cancer, and I was driving home from the hospital, and it was just pouring, pouring down rain. I'm driving down the interstate, and you can't even see 10, 10 feet in front of you, so I pull up on the side of the road because I am crying inside this car just as much as the rain is pouring down outside. And I just couldn't figure out why my life was so screwed up. And, I, and, and you know, I found solace in the fact that I said, okay, at, whatever you're going to do, you're going to turn things around. You're going to get your crap together, and, and you're going to do you're, you're going to do what it takes to get get this resolved. And I said, and the one thing is, you're married to a woman that you guys can you're good friends, and and when you get home, you're going to sit down and have a great talk, and you're going to figure this out. And I turned down my street, drove up the street, and I looked at the driveway, and the car was gone. And I walked in the house, and I screamed everyone's name. And, and the hallways were, were hollow and and I, I came to the realization that my wife had packed up and left Now she didn't permanently leave. She she went to a friend's house and and, and spent a couple days out But that was the start. I mean sitting there on the interstate um, And coming home to an empty house was just an aha moment that says you cannot continue to live this life that you're living Matt. something's got to change fast forward about four years and that is about um, four months ago, my wife and I had decided to go away um, to work on our marriage. Um, we, we've had a very difficult uh, year this past year, and we decided to go to a marriage boot camp in Branson, uh, Missouri, focus on the family. Had a week-long boot camp, intensive marriage, and and we were sitting there, and after about the third day. I had another one of those aha moments, and I actually consider it the matrix moment, and that is where you take the red pill or the blue pill, and you find out what the matrix really is, and Courtney and I sat there in that room after about five days, and and the tools that we learned on how to communicate and how we show up and what we can control and what we can't control in a marriage and in a relationship, it was almost that whole week was, was me taking the blue pill and figuring out what the matrix was, and it was just Absolutely um, mind-blowing how we had shown up in the past in our relationship, and how we shown up when our words, our emotions, our actions, and and how we um, internalize feelings, and how we actually work through things. It was. It was that aha moment, at least for my marriage. So not everything's resolved. Everything's a, a, a daily growth. But I will tell you, since we got back, it is almost slow motion. I feel like Keanu Reeves in the movie, when they, when they shoot the bullet at him and, and you see it, and you see his body bend. That's kind of how I feel when Courtney and I go into a, a, a difficult conversation, that we now have the tools, we have the insight and ability to work through that challenge together and it's almost like wow this is amazing so um, I'm most excited today about that and that is you know it feels like the last five years have been so crappy and training for for what 2018 will be for me and the DeVries family but but the excitement in me I'm like I'm like that kid on the sideline saying put me in coach the last five years, I've been training. I've been training. I've been training. I'm training. And today, I wake up every day and I say, "Put me in, coach. I'm ready. I'm ready for the game."
0: That's that's great to hear, and I and I can I can hear it in your voice and and know that you've gone through a lot. And I, that's just that's just fantastic. This next question is one of my favorite questions, and you know, it's one of my favorites because it really got me thinking when it was asked of me. Uh, and and I was asked this at a JMT event. And that question is really simple, Matt. What do you know that we need to know in order for us to grow?
1: Wow, great question. Um, In order to grow, I think, number one, you have to be willing to do the work. When we think about what it takes... It takes hard work every single day. You're not just going to, you know, when I get through today's challenges, guess what? I go to bed, I wake up in the morning, I've got tomorrow's challenges. So when we talk about growth, the process of growth in and of itself, in and of itself, is going to take work. And it's hard work. I explained core four and what that meant to me in my daily activity. It is not easy, Chris, to get up. After 3 hours of sleep sometimes if I'd had a late night, it's not easy to get up at 5 in the morning, prepare, do my bible study, go through meditation, get my son to the bus stop on time, go to work out, plan my meals, pack my bags with Broccoli, steamed broccoli and chicken, and, you know, get all my meals associated, um, get a blender at work to do my, my green smoothie, to to work out, um, to to invest in my business, do some kind of declaration, a blog post, and then I'm ready to start the day, and then I can start billing, and then I've got to do eight, hours of billing, and then I'm going to pull up in the driveway, and I know some, some things are going to be difficult, and I'm going to open that door, and there are some days are going to be total chaos in the house, and it's not easy to keep your cool and say, hey, guys, dad's home, and, and, and to bring it down a notch, so if nothing else, I mean, you've got all kinds of listeners. You've got college students. You've got high school students. You've got um, coaches. You've got executives. You've got all people listening to this podcast. Well, guess what? We all have the same challenge, and that is in order to grow, we got to do the work. My mentor calls it DTFW, do the effing work. And and I know that's crass. I know that may not sound well with some of your listeners, but some of your listeners are going to really understand that it's going to take the hard work. And and for me, that whole journey started when I stopped lying to myself. I I can only change me. I, I am the problem. Every morning I get up. I'm the problem. So I, I, in order to grow, I need to stop lying to myself. I need to look in the mirror and say, what am I going to change about me today? Because that's really what I talked about with that Tolstoy um, quote earlier, and that is, everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. And so for growth to happen, you've got to look in the mirror and decide, today I'm going to change me. And this is what I'm going to do and then you're going to outline those five things that I'm going to do. And those, some of those are going to be hard. Some of those you're going to want to cry. Some of those it's going to be dark out. Some of those people are going to be watching a movie. They're going to be going to to the the concert that you want to go to. And maybe you're going to have to have a sacrifice. Maybe you're 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 saving away. You're putting away for debt. Those are the sacrifices you make to succeed and have it all.
0: Wow. Yep. You're you're absolutely right. Um, I think, and we both know someone that that Dad talks about on a, on a regular basis, and he's he's exposed us to it. Dave Ramsey puts it another way: you have to live like no one else today, so that you can live like no one else tomorrow.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So Matt, let's go into the post game. The post game is where we like to we like to allow you to share with our audience where they can connect with you, they can learn a little bit more about you. I just give you that opportunity to to. to to reach out to them and allow them to reach out to you. So why don't you share with us where we can get in contact with you?
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm, since I've got kids at home, I uh, gladly do not have kids in diapers anymore, but I still have to put food on the table. So uh, first and foremost, I am a construction entertainment lawyer. I, I have an active practice of law in Nashville, but I do blog about construction um, uh, issues at best practices construction uh, often write about my kids and and what legal principles that contractors real estate developers can learn um, through the process um, about five years ago I started uh, a personal blog called TheSameAsYou.com, TheSameAsYou.com, and that was really people were looking at my family and saying, "Wow, Matt, you're you're a successful attorney. You've got a great family. You know, uh, seven kids. You're homeschooling. Beautiful wife. I mean, wow, you've got it together." And and you as, as you've listened to me today, um, those people who said that couldn't be further from the truth. And, and that is dealing with the, with the marital challenges, dealing with um, uh, me being a grumpy parent, yelling at my kids, my, my blood sugar totally out of whack, my health out of whack, um, you know, financial struggles, trying to get out of debt, um, you know, looking at our extended family and the problems that happened in the extended family. I mean, you name it, our family has been through it. A- and so I started to write that, that you know, I'm the same as you. I have the same problems as you. And hopefully on that website, I've shared a little bit about my family um, to, to help others um, look at look at their lives and say, wow, this is how we can learn to juggle family, work, and life a little better. And then finally, I think you mentioned it earlier. You, you can always find me on Facebook. I, I do some vi- uh, daily videos. You can connect me or, or follow me at uh, Matt DeVries, and I'm in Nashville.
0: So. Well, Matt. It's been great to connect with you again. It's great to talk with you. It's great to just have you share your story with our audience and a story of of what significance really means and that you can have it all. You just have to put work in it. And so thank you for coming in and sharing that story with us.
1: Well, thanks a lot, Chris. It's been an honor and a privilege. You know, I've got to tell all of all the audience members. I mean, seeing change and transformation. You know, Chris, Chris growing up was a quiet guy, and and just hearing um, him develop. You know, we connected uh, a number of years ago. Connected our relationship, and both have um, grown closer together. So, Chris, I, I just consider it an honor and privilege to be here on the on the microphone with you. So, thank you for having me.
0: This has been the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast where each week we look forward to mentoring you to discover significance and realize that your own peak performance extends beyond the field. The Peak Performance Mentor Podcast is brought to you by Volta, where athletes of significance are born. Learn more about the Volta programs, the Athlete of Significance Recruiting Education, the Athlete of Significance Coaching Education, the Athlete of Significance Sports Camps, and the Athlete of Significance Mission Trips at our website, www.voltacoach.com backslash AOS.